0: Just a slight pause. Um, we, I'm really excited this morning you're going to get to hear some, hear some stories. Um, this morning is a celebration, um, and isn't it great that the whole country is celebrating with us? Um, uh, whether you watched the coronation yesterday, whether you've got street parties or things happening with neighbours, um, we are celebrating this morning um, our 12th birthday um, and all that God has done in the in our lives and in the lives of those that we've encountered over the last twelve years, and we come with thankful hearts. You know, my heart overflows with thankfulness um, as I reflect on the hundreds of people who have we have journeyed with over the last twelve years. Um, we might never have all been in the same place at the same time, but there literally has been hundreds. You know, Jesus asks us to walk with people while we're with them. Um, and I think that we have done that, and we continue to do that, and it is with a thankful heart. And we just want to share a couple of stories this morning. So as we, as we listen to what people say, um, I just want to encourage you to just be aware of the Holy Spirit and the nudges that he might be giving you. You know, sometimes if we have questions in our story, if we don't know where we fit, we find some of our story um, played out in the lives of others that we hear. So, firstly, I'm going to interview a couple who um, I've got to know over the last year. They've been part of our church for just over a year, and their family has brought such richness to our church family. Um, we are incredibly grateful for them. So, please, could you put your hands together for Johnson and Essie? <clears throat> I think last year we celebrated Johnson's birthday with him which was, I think was the first... Am I allowed to say how old you are? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Essie's given me permission. We celebrated Johnson's 60th birthday with him last year, and I think that's the first 60th birthday in the life of our church that we've ever had. And if you missed it, then you must come and ask for some photos. So a couple of questions. Um, Essie, how did you come to be part of this Vineyard family, and what made you stay
1: Through the period of lockdown and doing church online, uh, we were part of Hillsong um, London Dominion Theatre. So, lockdown happened, we we're doing church online and church online and church online, and then church started opening um, gradually. So, we were going once in a while, but not enough. And I just felt you know, the excuses we were giving for not going was not valid. And then I felt you know, this is not healthy for our spiritual journey. We can keep our faith going, but for our children, I know that they need to be with people, just as we do, because the Bible says we do not forget the forsaking, the, the assembly of the brethren. So I was like, okay, we've got to find somewhere to go locally in Chelmsford that we can either walk to or a short car journey. So we went to four churches and I said, daughter, choose. But when you choose, we're going all in. So I think Vineyard was the fourth one that we went to. And she said, OK, Mum, I choose the Vineyard one. I said, are you sure? Because we will stick out like a sore thumb there. You know, we are different. She said, yeah, that's where I want to go, because the other one, I didn't like it. The other one, I saw something from my school that I don't like, so I'll go to that one <laughs> where I know nobody. I said, OK. So we then came back, and we've just stayed Um, and it's been lovely, Um, why do we stay? Um, I just think again, when you think about the whole thing, we've been to a very big church, Hillsong is a huge church, even though, again, when you get in and find your own people, you have your own community within the church, so it's not as big as it looks. Um, We've been to a very loud African church, which again was lovely, and where we built our spiritual um, muscles, so to speak. Um, but then we've come again to where bit like it's just fresh, it's just new, it's just lovely. People have loved on us. Um, they've made things so simple and so sweet, like when they have a picture. Like, ah, oh, I'll have a picture. You know, just make Christianity simple rather than offensive, aggressive, like you're all subjected and subdued and suppressed. It's just fresh and new. And I've got to say, the young people have been lovely to my daughter, they have been absolutely lovely to her. They have just loved on her. They have just welcomed her. They have just taken her in. <laughs> Even when she comes with a cloud of heaviness on her, they were just about to say, Hi, you guys. how are you? They just and they have just drawn her in. And if anything, I'm
0: grateful for that. Oh yeah. Essie, thank you. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Amen. Um Johnson, what like can you build on what Essie said? What has impacted you most about being part of this church community? We, we haven't got all morning, know, just know, to know, say.
2: No no. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, she's finished everything anyway. Oh, she <laughs> said it all. Yeah, uh, praise the Lord. Yeah, That's, <laughs> <laughs> that, that's one thing um, that made, me, made us, to. I mean, me personally. Yeah. Number one, the small, small group mm-hmm. is make very impact on us, especially in the area of prayer. We sort things out together there are some things you don't want to share in the whole church yeah there are some things you can share in a prayer group and you saw things out and you see the result that's number one the alpha cost the alpha course they are doing yes. which is an impact to my son mm-hmm. and where we talk And oh yes that's it and there's nothing i mean like everything you are, we, you are teaching the youth and our children one day day the two, they will pass it on yeah to the next generation and if anybody saying what you are saying is wrong, they will point the finger at the leaders. You see. Yeah. And the other one is uh, what else again?
0: Small, small groups, small group alpha, group
2: and the word. Yeah. We give God the glory, because no matter how a massive a church is, you need a word. No matter a small church is, you need a word. A word of encouragement. A word of boldness. You know, it's not about. The massive, but the unity as well. Mm. That's very important. And the love. Because whatever any church you go to and you are not welcome, just go through the, the fire exit door. <laughs> you
0: know? oh, sorry. So, uh,
2: praise the Lord. Yeah. Because when we get to heaven, we are all if we are not connected on earth, we can't be connected in heaven. Peri- yeah. Period. Period. <laughs> we just have to be one. Praise
0: Um, the Lord! Amazing, (laughs) amazing! (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. (coughs) Oh, Uh. that is just one story. Thank you, Johnson. Thank you, Essie. Um, Wow, I've got goosebumps just from that. So, yeah, I don't. I can't really quite follow that, can I? So, um, it might be that you have been. Part of Chelmsford Vineyard from the very first day. It might be that you are visiting today and this is your first experience. Um, We felt 12 years ago an invitation from God to plant this community, to start this community here in Chelmsford, this kingdom community that would love God, love people, and do something about that love. And this is what you see. And one way we celebrate all that God has done and is doing is that we do the things that Jesus asks us to do. And one of those things is to baptise people. Jesus invites people that have made a decision to follow him to be baptised. And if you follow Jesus and you haven't been baptised, we'd love you to consider it. And perhaps after this morning, um, you'll have more of a framework of what that means and what that looks like. So do come and talk to us. Um, And in a moment, we're going to hear from Anthony. But really quickly, I just want to explain a bit about what baptism is we get baptised because we've made a decision to follow Jesus for the rest of our lives. When, when, we, come, when we become Christians, we say yes to being mini-Christs, to being Christ-like. Um, and baptism is a, a kind of a, an external expression of an inward decision. And it signifies three things. I'll just run through really quickly. The first is it signifies being washed being washed clean. When Peter says in Acts 2, repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus, he continues that sentence by saying, for the forgiveness of sins. Sin is the word that the Bible uses um, when it talks about the things that we do think and say that aren't God's best for us, that aren't um, pleasing to him, they don't fit with him and his heart. They're not his plan for us to thrive. Um, And we all do think and say things, don't we, that we know um, maybe aren't kind or honouring and they're not holy and they're sometimes really not good for us. And the Bible calls that sin and it separates us from a relationship with God because God is pure and holy and totally offended by anything that isn't pure and holy. But God loves us way too much to leave us on our own. He can't stand the thought of being separated from us. So he came to earth as Jesus to make sure that we could be in relationship with him. Years before Jesus was born, Isaiah the prophet um, talked about Jesus coming And enabling us to have an eternal, unblemished relationship with God. And he says this the message version of Isaiah 53 6 says, We all, like sheep, have wandered off and gotten lost. We've all done our own thing, gone our own way. And God has piled all of our sins, everything we've done wrong, on Him. Everything we've ever done or said or thought wrong, Jesus took it upon Himself when He died which means that we get to be washed clean. And so baptism symbolizes with the water that washing washing clean, that washing of our insides clean. Clean of all the things that we've done that break God's heart. Secondly, baptism signifies dying to an old way of life and embracing a new kingdom living life. You know, going under the water, which is what we'll do to Anthony later, he goes under the water, and don't worry, we bring him back up again. Um, <clears throat> and it's a way of saying goodbye to the old, my old way of living, and a big hello to kingdom living, to living as Jesus would want us to, to following him every day in our decisions, in our actions, in our thoughts, and in our words. Jesus didn't only take on our sins on himself when he died, but he rose again. He rose again that we could have new life. Baptism is, the end, is an end to an old life and the beginning of a new one, following Jesus in the power of the Holy Spirit. We are not alone. God gives us a comforter, an encourager, a helper in the Holy Spirit to help us live every day for Jesus. So baptism symbolizes washing clean, the beginning of a whole new life. And thirdly, it symbolizes being welcomed into the worldwide family of God, being welcomed into the church, his body. You know, back in the day when Jesus would have baptized people in the river, we've gone for a hot tub, not the river, this morning. I'm, I'm pleased, as I know that you will be too. Um, <clears throat> But what would happen is you'd have the people being baptised on one side of the river, you'd have the people in the middle that were going to do the baptisms, and then on this side of the river, you'd have the church family there to welcome you as you walked out of the river with open arms and towels, probably. And, uh, and you know, that's what we're going to do this, this morning. We, with um, baptising Anthony, to. Um, it's part of his welcoming into not just this church family, but the global church Baptism, as I said, is an external action that represents an internal decision. You know, if you're sitting here this morning and you have more questions about Jesus, then, like Pip said, if you're brave enough, come and speak to us. Hopefully, you would. If not, there's the Why Jesus leaflet. We also have a leaflet on the table that's called Why We Baptize. It might be that you have more questions about that. And again, we'd love to talk to you. And I love the fact that we can gather like this on, on every week, and we can gather in small groups. And the reason we do this is for the fellowship, like Essie talked about, to keep our faith alive. But it means that we can look at the Bible, we can learn together how Jesus lived, and how we can live as his hands and feet on earth today. So choosing to be baptised, Anthony asking to be baptised today is a perfect reason for a celebration and what better way to celebrate our birthday than to doing that so i'm going to stop talking please would you put your hands together for anthony super brave well done you
3: i'm very nervous so apologies in advance thank you very much no worries (laughs) so for those that don't know me i'm anthony um i've been coming to the church before. sorry mic on i've been coming to the church just over a month now um having literally only been born again uh april at uh, the start of april this year so uh new beginnings uh, and i'm so proud and delighted to be part of this church you all as Libby you just said is a family and i feel so welcome here so thank you for that um I had a little section written about why I'm being baptised, but you just encompassed everything. So, yeah, I am here to sort of say goodbye to my past life, which I'll sort of delve into a bit now, um, and just declare to everybody that I'm, yeah, I'm a born-again born again Christian and I'm proud to be so ready to serve God every day. And <clears throat> yeah, just goodbye to the old and in with the new. Um, I uh, also put a little section saying there's loads of biblical references about sheep, and you, you just quoted one, so <laughs> that saved me that. Um, and God is our shepherd. Um, so using that analogy, I sort of grew up in a flock. Um, my dad, who's here today, he, um, he took me to church on the regular. Um, as a kid, I, found, I felt God at 11 years old for the first time, um, and I knew then that that was my desire. Um, you know, I, I believe so firmly in him. Uh, But then over my teenage years, obviously, as one does, I sort of backslid. There was a lot of uh, trials and tribulations going on in my life um, that sort of made me turn away. I sort of abandoned the flock and wandered my own path for a while. um, For several years, in fact. (laughs) Um, And, yeah, just as a sheep, I felt like I was just aimlessly roaming around, um, completely lost, not knowing where I was going. But after several years of... uh, doing that roaming I stumbled upon another lost sheep who uh, very quickly became my wife uh, at the time Um, and we were together sort of walking around going what do we do and uh, we had she had three children already we we had a fourth um, and we were like after, after about a year of being together we both sort of said to each other I kind of believe in God what about you and she went yeah I do as well so we felt a drive to go to a church again, Um, but it didn't quite go how we had hoped. There was loads of trials and tribulations, loads of uh, attacks, Um, you know, she suffered with really, really bad health, Um, had to leave work uh, just at a time where we wanted to move house, buy a home together. Uh, So we ended up pretty much homeless, living with her in-laws in a two bed flat with eight of us (laughs) for quite some time, it was uh, a struggle. And then there was issues with the church. Um, We both felt sort of um, just unsupported, uh, not really guided spiritually in the way that we wanted. We weren't, and there was a lot of. It felt like there was a lot of rejection. We was really struggling, Um, and unfortunately, in the end, um, we we called it a day. We said no, we can't, we can't keep going to church. Everything bad is happening. Like (laughs) we felt completely abandoned by God, Um, and. Yeah, we ended up also, uh, unfortunately, giving up on each other. Um, there was so much that was going on that was just making us feel weak. And whilst we tried to keep the faith and keep the marriage going, we just, you know, it all, it all completely fell apart. Um, and I did the hardest thing I've ever had to do, which was to just say goodbye. I believe firmly in marriage and, uh, you know, that it should be a lifelong commitment. And I'm a, anyone that knows me, um, I'm a devout father, even to the children that aren't biologically mine. I love them with all my heart. And to sort of step back and go, no, I need to call it a day. It was devastating. Um, and for five years since, I've been struggling immensely uh, with anxiety, de- depression, self-loathing. Um, and just feeling more and more lost by, right, in everyday life, not knowing what on earth I'm meant to be doing with myself. Oh, I can feel myself going really red, sorry. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, uh, sorry. Yeah, just feeling more and more lost. Um, and it felt though, like, you know, using the sheep analogy, again, I was, I'd walked through a path that was just dark and scary. Um, I couldn't see a way out. I was struggling. I was, everywhere I went, I was getting stung. I was getting clipped by the branches, smacked in the face, whatever. It was just negativity after negativity. Um, and so, in a, in a way, to try and find myself, I turned to drinking, I turned to drugs, I turned to excessive partying and putting myself in ridiculous situations. Um where it's quite clear God has been with me the whole time because I should be dead a long time ago. Um, Just the stupid things I was doing. And this was all to find myself and find my happiness. Um, And actually it wasn't. It was anything but. And I was just completely exhausted. Um, And only recently, as I say, April time, I was barely eating, barely sleeping, barely able to even get up and shower, let alone sort of do your everyday life. Um, I was just exhausted. Um, Whilst also discovering that I've got, um, uh, well I was showcasing every symptom of ADHD and bipolar um, which I've only recently discovered um, and this year alone has caused unbelievable amounts of turmoil in my life. Um, I've I've spiralled into debt, I almost lost custody of my daughter due to a massive argument that kicked off because of things that were part of the symptoms. Uh, and I've even lost my job, which for the first time in 10 years was a massive blow. I take so much pride in my work and ev- with everything spiraling, I've, yeah, I'm, I'm without job and <laughs> never felt so lost in my life and i felt helpless. Um, that was until the 6th of April, uh, a night that I will never forget, um, a night that completely changed my life for the better in every sense imaginable. Uh, and it was the day that God came and rescued me. Um, so, it, yeah, it was a, it was a, I was in my lowest point. I was so depressed and just struggling to even get through the day. Um, and, I, you know, as I say, I wasn't sleeping, wasn't eating properly. I was, just felt weak. And I needed something to slow my mind down and calm me down um, so that I could actually try and get some sleep. So I, t- I turned to drugs again, um, something I would never normally do at home, but I, I did. Um, it was only a few puffs of marijuana, but something to just slow me down and relax me. Um, But after three drags, I was like, what are you doing? Like, just stop, put it away. And I went down and sat on my sofa, questioning life, thinking, why am I here? What is the point? Um, And, yeah, normally, as I say, if I were to take weed, it was to uh, to relax me, to slow my heart rate and everything. And all of a sudden, whilst I was sat in my sofa, with my mind racing everywhere, I could feel my heart, like, thumping so hard. The, the heart rate was massively increasing. Um, and it was beating so hard, I could feel every single pump in my chest until all of a sudden it stopped blank. And the realization set in, I was like, ah, <laughs> that's, not, that's not good. Uh, and it wouldn't come back on. Um, and I was getting pains down my arms, and I was thinking, wow, I'm... Either having a heart attack right now or I'm about to die um, and if anyone knows I live in Burnham and Crouch which is in the middle of nowhere <laughs> uh, it's a long way for any ambulance to come um, all of my family live you know miles away the only person I could potentially call is the mother of my daughter who would kill me herself if she knew that I was taking drugs at home um, <laughs> and I was like what what do I do? Um, and the pain was getting worse and worse. My breathing was really struggled. I was sort of lulling in and out of consciousness, it felt like. I could feel the life just washing away from me. And I was panicking. And I did the only thing I knew to do, which was just to scream out to God. And I said to him, look, like, if you are here, you know, I, I believed in you once, and I know, I know you're here, but please just prove it to me. Like, show me that you are here, that you haven't abandoned me comfort me please because I my god I was panicking so much. Um, I was like I cannot die now. I cannot this cannot be the day and or the reason. Like I've got so much I know that I can still do if I could just get over this stuff in my head. Um and I I cannot go and my daughter to know that daddy couldn't get through the days to turn to drugs and that's what ended it. Like that's not the legacy that I wanted to leave behind. So I had like, Lord, if you are here, just come, please, rescue me. Comfort me and let me feel you. And as, as soon as those words came out of my mouth, I felt his presence next to me, and he said, I'm listening. And I kept saying again, please, just comfort me. And he was like, I'm here, I'm listening, but you need to mean it. You need to mean what you're saying. Don't just say it because you think you're going to die. That These are your last words sort of thing, and you're scared. Call me because you want me. Call me because you want me to come into your heart. Um, sorry. <clears throat> yeah, um, just open your heart. You know I'm real. Just trust me and let me in. Don't worry that one. <laughs> um, and, yeah, I kept uttering to myself, I believe, I believe, and just nothing was happening. But that was my desperate plea. It was, yeah, I do believe, I do believe, just please rescue me. Um... And it, nothing was happening, and then eventually I let go of the the hurt, and I just went, okay i I believe um, I open my heart, I accept that I accept you into it i 'm yours, like just please comfort me and then all of a sudden, everything stopped, the pain went, and I just felt like i 'm going to sound a bit strange, but I felt, his, I felt him cuddle me and just stroke my face, and I was nestled into his chest like a baby, it felt like and I just burst out into tears. Um, he was, yeah, just stroking me, comforting in my face, and telling me it's okay. <coughs> and all I could think of was, I'm so not worthy of this. Like, all, all I could think of was my guilt of abandoning him over all these years, um, the shame of all the things that I've done, all the stupid decisions I made. And he was like, shush, 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 shush. Like, I'm here, and he just reassured me and told me that he loves me regardless of those things that happened. And he's just so happy that I called out to him at last. That I called out so that he could be there for me. Because he had longingly been waiting for me to return. Um, and he told me that, you know, he is the good shepherd. And whilst I thought I was in this dark path by myself, he was stood there, he was watching. He was, making, he was seeing if I would find my own way and meander back to him and get back on his path. Um, but always there on watch if, if I... would. If it got too much for me, he would be there. Um, Yeah, and lo and behold, as soon as I screamed, there he was. So he proved that one right. Um, So once I calmed down, he then says, right, it's time to receive the Holy Spirit now. And I was like, what? (laughs) Okay. And next thing I know, from the top of my head to the tips of my toes, I just felt this surging power go through me, and it was so... I, I have no way to describe it other than it was just too immense for my body to imagine and it sent me like into a fetal position, paralysed. I could not move. Um, yeah, and like my skin, it felt like it was burning but at the same time, like tingling all over and just the most comforting sensation I've ever felt. It was just magical. And, oh, <laughs> like there's something now, like it's just ingrained in my head, that peace that you gave me, that comfort, that love. Surging through my body, it was amazing, and I, I knew I had that recollection. This is what I felt when I was 11 years old. And he's like, Yeah, yeah, you've known me all this time, you just chose to ignore, but I am here, I'm with you. Um, and then he tells me he's in control now, which was something very difficult for me to let go of. With so many trials and tribulations in life, I'm like, No, I must firmly have control of everything because that worked. <laughs> um, and he says, he's in control of me now. And to demonstrate that, and oh, this is such a strange analogy, but I'm gonna word it as best as I can. It felt like he was literally testing my body again. Like, has anyone seen Avatar? Yeah, you know the robot that the, the man gets into and he's, uh, he does his testing just to make sure before he goes out to battle. That's exactly what God did with me. He was like testing my moves and he was laughing and joking with me, going, it's been a while since I've been in this body. Like, and yeah, he was taking control. Um, and without any conscious decision on my part, I'll quickly show this to you now. He took my hand, grabbed a pen, and right there um, made me write out a prayer for myself, a declaration that God has saved me, that God is here, healing me, my mind, my body, my soul. He's taking full control. My soul is His. I obey His instructions. I didn't like that, but if you see, <laughs> if you see the handwriting, it's very quickly like oh, nope. <laughs> But i follow his instructions I, I follow him um and i'm now going through a spiritual boot camp to to start over again forget everything i thought i knew but start afresh um and learn and grow and ultimately become a warrior of god um get rid of that one <laughs> um and yet yeah, you'll see i I'd, I'd written all that and then i without knowing that i'd done it and then i turned away i was like oh my goodness what just happened like that was not me that did that and then my hand flew over in jesus name amen <laughs> in the page it, like, it was <laughs> and he said right that's it you've written it now you've put it into the into the world like that is signed sealed delivered that's you you're saved um and then more and more weird things start happening which i will try and condense um <laughs> um yeah, he then taking full control again. He stood me up, and it was literally straight and militant. And I'm quoting scripture from the Bible that I didn't know I knew. So, in addition to writing it down, I'm I'm speaking in tongues and I'm powerfully declaring out loud through my own tongue voice. I am saved. I'm I've been reclaimed as a child of God. I stand before you now. I don't know who I was talking to, but I was talking to someone. <laughs> um, like, I am reclaimed. I am reborn. No evil has control over me. Like all sorts, and and then quoting scriptures as I say that I didn't know I knew, but I was speaking with such conviction. It was as if I'd known it all my life. Um, it was just amazing. Um, and then a while la- later, whilst I was still very much sat on my sofa, like God knows what I was doing, he took me for a walk. Um, it, it felt like, um, and as we were walking together he walked me into a room um, and there was a table with all of his angels sat around. And he looks down at me and I'm sort of holding him like a a kid would to his dad and he he, he looks at me and he goes, this is what awaits. There's your seat. And I just completely burst out crying. (laughs) Because I was like, how are you? Because he was saying things with such pride and he announced out loud, this is my son and he has come home. And I was thinking, is, with such pride he was saying that, and I'm, all I can think of is all the past things that I've done, all the mistakes I've made, all, this, like, all of that, and yet he's there loving me and declaring it to all. Um, and as I was writing this, I was actually born, drawn, rather, to a scripture, uh, which was in Luke 15, chapter one. And the son said to the Father, "I have sinned against heaven, and in your sight I am no longer worthy to be called your son." But what did, what did the father say? Well, the father said to his servants, bring out the best robes and put it on him and put a ring on his hand and sandals on his feet and bring the fatty calf here and kill it and let us eat and be merry. For this, uh, for this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost, but he is found. And they began to be merry. Um, yeah, so I can totally relate to that one. <laughs> um, Yeah so in complete overwhelm by the love and pride he was showing I asked like why has so much gone wrong in my life then like you're saying you've been there this entire time why has all this stuff happened to me I don't I I just don't understand and to this he responded saying well you got through didn't you (laughs) you thought you was by yourself and you've overcome every obstacle you're not dead you're still here you're still going okay it might not have been the prettiest journey but (laughs) you've You've got there and you're around to tell the story still. And that's why you think you're on your own. So imagine what you can do when I am here walking with you. I was like, okay, noted. <laughs> um, and uh, sorry, lost myself. And then he went on. Um, so obviously, my dad is here and my dad is a huge role model for me. He's been a serving Christian for longer than I've been alive. Sorry, dad. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and to illustrate his point that things happen but it's part of his plan, he said, Look, he pulled out a bit of parchment and he showed me my dad's life and all the ups and downs that he's gone through. And I look at my dad right now with such pride, thinking, You know, you are the strongest you've ever been spiritually, and you've been on a whirlwind of a journey, an absolute roller coaster. And he showed me the rest of the parchment of how much is still to come. And I was just like, wow. And he revealed my dad's plan. And I was just so humbled and so like in love with that. And yeah, just, just to see a man that I really look up to, to see his spiritual journey. And God was with him every step of the way. And he put it away and he got a little scroll out for me and went, this is your one, but you're not allowed to see it. <laughs> um, yeah. And, and he said, you're exactly where I want you to be. You know, when you share your story with other men, They can relate to your hardships. They can relate to your experiences. They can see the transformation in your life, the things that have gone on, and you'll be able to tell them that it was my love that helped you get through all of that, that has made that change in your life. And it will allow them to see my love and open their eyes as much as it has yours. And I just felt that was so powerful because as a man that's had no purpose in life, it seems, other than raising my daughter, outside of my daughter being with me every other week I felt like I had no purpose and all of a sudden I've got this purpose in life to go out and just share my story to anyone that will listen and hopefully bring other people as well to the to the kingdom of God amen to that (laughs) yeah um there were so many other things that happened this was all so much happened and there's so much more i could go on and tell you but i'm under curfew i've got a few (laughs) i've got limited time but if anyone wants to talk in a bit more detail and hear a bit more then by all means come and speak to me privately or we can do a part two i don't know don't mind (laughs) um um, but what i will say is that i'm so grateful to god because all of the traits in my personality that i felt were faults are now being utilized and that's something that we can all do like we are here exactly as we are to be utilised to do his works. And no matter what hardships we've been through, there is an amazing purpose for each and every single one of us. And I no longer feel pain and resentment toward my past, but actually I'm grateful for every single experience that I've had, no matter how hard it has been, because it's allowed me to show God's love and truly appreciate his love, acceptance and mercy. Um, yeah. Um, I'm going to end with First the scripture and then a quick poem, if that's all right, and then I'll shush, and we'll go and celebrate the birthday. <laughs> um, so 1 Peter 2.25 um, says, For you were like sheep going astray, but you have now returned to the shepherd, an overseer, uh, an overseer of your souls. Um, get the phone up, and I'll just read you a quick poem, which was something i written. I'd, I'm not a poet at all. Um, I dabbled in occasional songwriting as a, <laughs> as a teenager, but that was more letting out my anger and frustration, sick and tired. <laughs> um, but this was written after. I, I needed some way of verbalizing everything that's happened because it was such an incredible experience and I didn't know what to do. So to pen and paper I went, <coughs> um, and it goes as such. So I feel lost, I feel tired, I feel broken and beat. The foundations I'd spent years building are crumbling at my feet. I'm walking on an unknown path with no clue in which way to turn. I keep falling. I keep failing. Some guidance is all I yearn. The instincts which which once guided me and sheltered me from pain now hold me firmly as a prisoner shackled inside my brain. And I'm staring face to face with inner demons and there's nowhere left to hide. There's no more excuses, no more distractions and no more masks to cower behind. So dear God, if you are listening, please comfort me from this pain. I know I don't deserve it, but make me feel whole again. My once bright heart has been darkened by sadness and by sorrow, and with every day that passes, I further dread tomorrow. I fear the thoughts that fill my mind, I fear the worthlessness and the shame. So whilst here on my knees, I pray that you save me and I ask in Jesus' name. Lead me out of the darkness and lead me to the light. I offer you my heart now, Lord. Please reclaim my soul tonight. So it was on my darkest hour, on April 6th, 2023, with sore eyes from tears, I made this desperate plea. And as quickly as I called, he came and scooped me into his hands and he told me that he loved me and that for my life, he had great plans, that there was purpose behind my troubled past, lessons learned from all the pain, and that by sharing my story with struggling men, the kingdom of God, they too could, could gain. And then he showed me the kingdom, introducing to me, to his angels as his son and proclaiming that I was born again and that my journey in Christ had just begun. He filled me with the Holy Spirit, had me speaking tongues and reciting scripture, and he assured me that he would walk with me and that my life would now be richer. So no longer do I feel alone. I have my Father by my side. And knowing that Jesus resides in me, it fills me with so much pride. Just as a potted flower wilts without nutrition or sunlight, my soul had been malnourished, and I had lost the strength to fight but it removed that once wilting flower from its pot and planted it in rich soil to grow. And under his love and attentiveness, its full blossom will in time be shown. So as I start my spiritual boot camp, uh, I stand tall and raise my voice to, to declare that I'm a warrior, not a warrior. And for that, I will rejoice. I thank you, Lord, for hearing me, for giving me a second chance and for revealing your plan to me, albeit a fleeting glance, Thank you for your reassurance, your comfort, love and compassion and I will work hard to make you proud with my words and with my actions. And now to break the fourth wall, a secret about this writing. There's a message on these pages that I think you'll find enlightening because when I first started writing this poem, I was in such a dark place and I was merely offloading my pain to clear my head and I had yet to see God's face. I had so much to say, yet lost for words. And after the first paragraph, my mind stopped dead. But as, uh, but later God came to me, and I'm sure you can... Oh, no, I read that wrong, sorry. <laughs> I was I had so much to say, yet lost for words. And after the f- first paragraph, my brain stopped dead. But later God came to me, and i can sure you can see the change of pace as I continued writing positively with a smile upon my face. And I now thank God daily and try to honour him in all I say and do. And I pray that if you relate to my story, you'll call out to God too. Because I assure you, he is listening. You no longer need to fight. He loves you so much and he wants to lead you too from darkness into light.